What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Look at him and tell me there's a God. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in one final time on a Friday. It's the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick, Rico, and now Austin joins us for the crossover. Hello, Austin. How are we doing, boys? Good. It's almost the weekend. It is. The the Royals have a... Interesting series this weekend. Royals should be favored in this series because the Yankees suck. They are going on the road to you New York. Are <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> the Yankees are fifty and forty-seven now. Currently, um, do the Royals take two of three? More importantly, the last two times the Royals have gone to New York in July. They have made a trade before that series. So I am on pins oh, and needles wow. waiting for a trade. It happened in 2018, happened in 2022. So I, watch out for a trade more so than any Royals wins. The Royals okay. get one, at least. What are is what are tonight? some of the... Clark Schmidt, yep. Garrett Cole, Luis Severino. Um, let, me, let, me, let me refer to a guy I am efforting to get on on the block at some point, David Lesky. I follow his Royals newsletter. So Brady Singer, game two. You have yeah, you have Alec Marsh versus Clark Schmidt. Alec, Alec Marsh has super good stuff, but he gives up a lot of home runs, and he's pitching in a band box tonight. Garrett and then Coles. Jordan Lyles versus Luis Severino is a guaranteed Royals loss. So your best hope is Brady Singer. <laughs> I was going to say Garrett Cole probably goes seven shutout innings, and then the Royals will score six runs in the last two innings. Sounds about right to me. Brady Singer just coming off of an injury, correct? Uh, no, he was, he's coming th- off of ineffectiveness. Granky pitched against the That's right. Guardians, just coming off the IL. That's right. That's who it was. Brady Singer on the year six and eight overall with a five point seven zero earned run average. Trending up uh, in, in nineteen <laughs> so <are the> games. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's somewhat get swept by the Angels. Because the Angels. Because no, he pitched to Shohei Otani in the seventh inning. Not trade Shohei. Okay, so he also leads the league. So he leads the league in home runs and leads the league in triples. Yep. And the triple yeah. he hit against the Yankees. Did you, did you like? They had a camera angle on him when he rounded second. Like the least stressed triple I've ever seen, and he has like the longest strides. Well, he's six just like, four. We forget he's six four. It doesn't look like he's running at all. Yeah. On the flip side, did you see Gunnar Henderson's triple against the Rays last night? No. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just a like who's the left fielder? I don't remember, but the left fielder just kind of did one of these. Nick, he just kind of back to the infield, got to the shortstop. Henderson never stopped running. The shortstop had it, and he was about like here to here. Okay. Henderson, Henderson slid in safe. Well, like yeah. they didn't yeah. think that he was going to keep running, so they kind of yeah. did that. And he like yeah. the shortstop gets it and kind of turns around and sees that he's still running and doesn't like throw. He just like quick flick of the wrist. But Henderson but was, was only like fifteen feet away at that point. So by the time the ball got there, the third baseman's standing up just off the bag. He would have been safe anyway. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, according to John Morosi of the MLB Network, it says that the Angels have not come close to a decision on whether or not they want to trade Shohei Otani or not. Um, Because multiple times we've seen where 
even just last year, and not saying Wilson Contreras is similar to Shohei Otani, but multiple times where teams have neglected uh, the idea to trade somebody, one of their stars, right, that's very hot at the trade deadline, you you decided not to, only to let them walk in free agency, mm-hmm. which with the Angels will, I'm sure, allow him to do. And in in return, you get nothing. That's just the thing, because Art Moreno has said he's not going to trade Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You don't want to keep him in your market. But at the same time, if you can get something from one of the three or five best farm systems in baseball, you do it, even if it's the Dodgers. They get the short term, you get the long term. The team I'm more fascinated by, well, teams, I guess, are the Mets, the Padres, and the Cardinals. Yeah. What do they do? They've all been really disappointing. San Diego's numbers say they should be like 12 games better than they are right now. But you are what your record says you are. Well, The Mets spent all this money, and they're old, so they should definitely sell for the most part, especially the pitchers. And the Cardinals, I'm willing to give them this year as a fluke because they just always find a way to piece it together. Mm -hmm. So if I'm them, I'm not rushing into it unless, again— where are Goldschmidt, Arenado on their deals? How much can you get mm-hmm. in return for him? So you speak on farm systems, and we were talking about how the AL, how good the AL East is. And this is just to throw it out there because he probably wouldn't re-sign with them. But with how good they're doing and with how good their farm system is, does Baltimore take a chance and win it all this year? <sighs> I mean, the thing about that is the level of prospect Baltimore would have to give up, I don't yeah. think they're willing to part with. No, I, I agree with you because there's a lot. I mean, you would would assume Jackson Holiday's in on that. He's and untradeable. But he's untradeable, but he would be part of the trade. Mm-hmm. 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 But you it's just to, you, you would get a you yeah. would get a true ace. You would get a uh, you know if he ever plays in the outfield, you get a great outfielder, uh, an amazing probably the MVP of the league. Definitely the MVP. Not probably definitely the MVP yeah. of the league. I, I don't and know with how good you're already doing with what you have. But it's it, that's what that's what's so interesting about the trade deadline and with like rental players and things like that because the Orioles more than likely would not give Shohei, nor would Shohei want to spend the next ten years in Baltimore. They would try, <laughs> but there's no yeah, way he and, would. And so with that, it's are you willing to trade your top prospects, probably three of them at least, at least um, three of your top prospects for the next four months? And if you, that's where it's like, if you don't win a World Series, what do you have to show for it? You're back to 2017. Exactly. And that was dark. 2018 was dark for Baltimore. And the thing about them and the Reds before they tailed off is they are maybe a little early, right? Like Baltimore has been building to this. Mm -hmm. They were fine last year, but they didn't go all in. So I can see where their fans would say, yeah, do it. You know, you sold last year, got rid of Trey Mancini, shipped him Mm -hmm. to Houston when we couldn't make the playoffs. It's about making the playoffs. It's also about winning the World Series. It is. So, it you is. Ke- But you can't win the World Series without getting to the playoffs. So if you are a million percent sure that you're going to the World Series this year, sure, flags fly forever. You can talk me into that deal. But I still think the healthier long-term strategy is to you know keep your, your head down, keep looking straight ahead, and don't get distracted because what it looks like Baltimore is building is a contender for the next 5, 10 years. I mean, well, you're 59 and 37 right now. You've, you've taken... Two of three from the Rays, or one from the Rays already, and you got another one. You took uh, one from the Do- like you're on. A, you were on a pretty nice winning streak until you ran into the Dodgers and lost two of the three. But you're leading the AL East, which is a very, very good division outside of the last place team, which is 
dog poop. <laughs> um, and you're, I think they're first place in the, maybe second place in the American League as a whole. So, like you said, it, if it doesn't work, if you don't make the World Series, you're back to square one. It's a very dark time because Shohei is not going to sign a, a long-term deal with Baltimore. But, as you just said, flags fly forever. If you If you truly believe that this roster is good enough to... I think if you think this roster is good enough to make the ALCS, then Shohei might be able to take you over the top. The other thing that I would be worried about with acquiring Shohei Otani midseason is how do you integrate a guy like that? Because the Angels have been Mm -hmm. using a six-man rotation, something Baltimore's not used to, Mm -hmm. and we know starting pitchers are creatures of habit. They always have been. Um they got plenty of good bats up and down their lineup. I don't think you would miss out on too many Ryan O'Hearn at bats, especially not at <laughs> you know, the price of Shohei Otani. No. Um, but the Angels have been his only team. They have the mm-hmm. systems, the plans in place, the infrastructure to support what it takes to make Shohei Otani who he is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Baltimore and any other team that trades for him is doing their their research, but because he plays both ways, because you know he is going to move across the country further from home than he's ever been consistently. I mean, not that Los Angeles is close to Japan, but you know, there's a, there's a sizable enough Asian American population out there that I'm sure there's some level of comfort. That's just not the case everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that the, uh, the Baltimore Orioles will have to re-sign this year. I'm just kind of tr- trying to quickly go through it. I mean, Adley Rutschman is getting ready for pre-arbitration. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Gunnar Henderson, who's pre-arbitration after this year. Um, you have, I mean, Grayson Rodriguez is, there's a lot of younger guys on this list. Um, but they're going to, Cedric Mullins is mm-hmm. on an arbitration year right now. So you're, you're going to have to figure out a way to construct it to where are you willing to give up your future for this guy? Cause there's enough talent there. They can still be a wild card team for yep, a few years. I agree. But once that group ages out or they don't resign them, they're back to step one. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, it's almost every year there's this big trade line, trade, excuse me, trade deadline target out there for mm-hmm. the entire, all, all of the teams that are close to making it or they just need that one piece, right? For the Cubs, it was like, oh, Aroldis Chapman's the one. We need that left hander out of the, clo- out of the bullpen that can gas you up in the late innings, right? For, for other teams, it, it, whatever it might be. Johnny for the Cueto. Yankee, for the Yankees, they believe that it's a left fielder. So whatever it's, it is, take Edward Olivares, please. Yeah, yeah. It's it's literally give me F, Anthony Volpe. But no matter what it is, an entire bullpen. No matter what it is, if the Baltimore Orioles, what I think would probably be the smarter option for them, is to maybe see what how this year plays out because this is really the first year where we're starting to see the fruits of their labor mm-hmm. produce. Then in 2024, you have a little more interest. Maybe you're more of a buyer at the deadline. And then 2025, maybe you go all in when Adley's ready for a new contract or ready to be extended when Cedric Mullins is going to be 29 years old at that point. You have a lot more of of a sample size of what your team has done in the playoffs and maybe what you specifically need to get you over the top. You can still afford to be patient, but that doesn't mean be passive. Yeah. There's a huge difference because I look at the, the Thunder in the NBA, what Sam Presti does stockpiling draft picks, right? They, they tank to an Orioles-Astros level. At some point, a team like that, a team like Baltimore, when they have some postseason success, you have to go all in, or at least your version of all in. You can't keep kicking that can down the road because there's got to be a payoff eventually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, the goal has to be winning at the highest level. Otherwise, what are we doing here? So 
we're not saying never go all in. Yeah. Because that mortgaging your future isn't worth it. Just look what Kansas City did. Not a good way to do it, especially if you're not going to spend money consistently, like it doesn't seem Baltimore's going to. But you also can't avoid making those deals when the time is right. Mm-hmm. And that that you know plays in with everything, scouting to development to draft, farm system, state of the league. There's a lot that goes on, and of course you judge some of it based on the result. Mm-hmm. But so much of it is process, right? Did it seem like the right time? Did you do the work that said we're comfortable with this range of outcomes? Yeah, uh, Austin. So a little bit of uh, developments for on the block. I'm gonna be hanging out with you. All right. For uh, uh, Strix having some some Wi-Fi issues at, at the hotel currently. So wonderful. Uh, if he gets logged on, we'll we'll figure it out. But for the meantime, what's coming up on the show today? Uh, we got plenty coming up on the show today. Five mil for Nebraska volleyball is huge. Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, Walter yeah. Nolan's uh, news uh, was on a, a dead period visit. Three mm-hmm. grand spent on him. Yeah. Uh, was it worth it for everyone involved? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, Draymond Green not making friends with more young players. This time he and Jonathan Kaminga don't have a relationship. Hooray. And also just a lot going on in the NFL I want to talk yeah. about. Sweet. So that's coming up next on On the Block with with uh, Austin and myself. Maybe Strick will be able to join us as if he can uh, get it connected from the hotel. Uh, but for the meantime, it will be myself and Austin Orman. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on the Water Cooler and Happy Hour. Shout out to our sponsor. Sponsors Empire Fence and Netting for all their continuous support. Make sure you stick around. Have a great weekend. Rico and I will talk to you on Monday. Adios. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.